Welcome, everybody. What's up, guys? Hello. Um, I'm Karina. I am Seth. And we are beginning a new podcast show today. Introvert, Introvert City. City. Um, and we are creating this episode <laughs> to welcome you into the city. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you so much. And we are beyond excited to have the opportunity to do this. Um, so, do you want to give a little introduction to us and why we're doing this? I would love to. Um, so, my name is Seth. I'm 19. This is Karina. She is 18. She is my lovely, amazing, beautiful, gorgeous girlfriend. Okay. Uh, we've been together for almost two years. Um, It'll be two years in one month. Come on two now. Two years in one month, but we've been together for almost two years. Hey, you're the one who tells everyone it's almost two months. So, Two months? I, say, I uh, tell everyone years, it's years. been two years. Not two months, two years. Anyways. I messed up that. Two years. It's okay. <laughs> no, but we've been together for almost two years, and... um. We both really enjoy talking, speaking to other people, spreading our love for the word, spreading our love for people, spreading our love for everything philosophical and theological. So we just thought, yeah. why not start a podcast? It would be a lot of fun for both of us to do together. It would just be a really cool thing to, to give to the world. So why not? Yeah. And the thing is that Seth and I are very opinionated people, and we've come a very long way from believing like extremes of of both sides of like not even politically, but, you know, in general, you, there are people who are extremely open-minded about things and mm. don't really have a set perspective. And there are people who are opinionated to the point where, like, they can see no other viewpoint at all. And yeah. I think both of us have been in both places. And mm. now that we're at a place where we feel confident in our beliefs and our viewpoints and everything, well, not everything, we're obviously still, we're still learning and growing. Um, but we're, we're very introverted. Like, how do I put this? I think that speaking and anything that's like performative, so acting, music, I think it's very much a beautiful, radiant outlet for introverts because we can't, (laughs) he just said (laughs) word, that's what I've been saying. (laughs) We can't just, as people who are homebodies, we can't just like go out to someone and start talking about like everything that we believe because that's a little awkward. We can't just start small talk with someone and you know, be fulfilled by that. Our fulfillment comes through like having a real connection with someone and having those deep life fulfilling conversations. And so we wanted to talk about that and make it a little bit more public, I suppose. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, that's good. You know, not not that not that like I I can't just say hi, hello to somebody, you know. But no, obviously. More just like, yeah, but more just like I personally I want to when I say hi, how are you? I want to know, you know, and then if, if you ask me, how exactly. are you, I'm going to tell you how I That's am. That's a good point. And maybe this is a stereotype, but I feel like introverts are like, when they ask that question, how are you? They genuinely want to know. Like, if you're mm-hmm. sad, tell me. And, and I don't know if extroverts have that same intention. And again, maybe I'm being stereotypical, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do that. Like, I have that expectation of other people. I was with a friend one time and we were going shopping and when we got to the cash register, the cashier asked me how I'm doing. And I just said, I'm okay. And then I like faded out into it. And it was really awkward because he obviously wasn't like actually asking how I was. And so I need to get out of that mindset and remember how the world actually is. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> okay. So question number one, do you believe in personality tests? Do I? Yeah. I I actually used to have a really, really big fondness of personality tests. 
I would do a personality test like all the time. Yeah. Like every other week I was like, guys, look at this. I, I, I have a new personality. I also went through that phase. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Here's what I think. And I'm not going to like, you know, make people's ears fall off with this. But I also have always loved personality tests. I thought that they explained literally everything about my life. And a lot of Christians are really against it. And I haven't figured out why. Like, they say that it, like, goes along with astrology and things. Like, yeah. no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, I think when it comes to that, I think so many Christians, not to stereotype, but I think there are a lot of Christians that you find, um, especially in maybe the more traditional side, who will definitely say things like, you know, I am what God tells me I am. Mm. I am what... I am what I have worked to be. You know, I, I'm not a, I'm not anxious person. I'm not a, I'm no introvert or extrovert. I'm a, I'm a person. Like, <laughs> right, like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. I never oh, said you weren't a person. And another like... <laughs> thing is that I've heard this Christian influencer say that like people are using personality tests as an excuse to excuse their bad behavior. Mm. People do that, but that's not an issue of religion at all or spirituality mm. or whatever you're a part of like that has nothing to do with god people who are excusing bad behavior that's just something people need to stop doing no yeah despite your beliefs yeah. and i don't think that these that these immediately have to make you say well uh since i'm an infp or whatever that means <laughs> i can't go to the supermarket on right? Tuesday nights, no you know actually I mean? yeah <laughs> yeah and I, and I think when it comes but i think when the, the thing that when it comes to that is that people also need to not put so much faith into them all the time I think sometimes people I put agree, I agree. sometimes people put a lot of faith in them and they say, Well, because I'm this, I can't be this. Like, no, just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you can't be an incredible right. businessman or woman. Right. You know, That's just, so true. Or, or that you can't just be an incredible speaker or or a great person to connect others. You can still be great at all those things and still be mm-hmm. an introvert. You know? Yeah. Like I know my dad, uh, he took this one personality test and I told him he was an introvert. Yeah. And if you know my dad not he an is. introvert. <laughs> no. He, he loves people. However, when I thought more about it, I'm like, yeah, my dad, he likes to recharge by himself, you know? Like really? He de- like, he does. Like, you know, he likes to go watch the game by himself. He likes to, you know, watch YouTube by himself. And, like, same thing with my mother. But she calls herself an introvert, you know? Yeah. She, she's much more visibly an introvert. Here's the thing. Here's how you need to define it. It's not a matter of who's loud and who's quiet. That is a misconception. But the way to tell if someone is an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert is to know how they recharge. Mm. For me, I need to be alone to recharge. I need to be in solitude. I need to be to myself. I need to be, you know, speaking with God alone because at a certain point, people just drain me. Mm. Whereas extroverts need to be with others to recharge themselves because when they're alone, that's when they get drained. And, you know, the funny thing is people think that just because you're introverted, that means you hate people. Right. And that's not true. Honestly, I think that introverts have this really cool, like, sixth sixth sense of being able to, like, empathize in a really unique way. Yeah. Because I think when you have a closer circle, you appreciate people more Mm -hmm. versus having a hundred friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not always about being this big person – you know, being this big person who who has all these, I, th- I think with, with introverts, they aren't the people who necessarily care about, you know, having all these things and being super goal-oriented or super success-oriented. And they can be, 
you know, there's always mm-hmm. exceptions to everything, but you know, you find that with introverts, they're much more okay with being in their own personal solitude, being in their own personal, right. their own personal quietness. Like for me, as an introvert, I I love people. Mm-hmm. I like talking to people. I like fellowshipping with other people. I like talking to other people. However, if I need to relax, I'm going like to my room and I'm I'm chilling. I'm gonna watch some Corey Kenshin. You feel me? Like I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not just, I'm not gonna go out and talk to more people to recharge. That's that's terrifying. Right. You know I mean. And you, when I met you, you definitely started out more extroverted. What do you think kind of, and by the way, the misconception that like what you are born as is what you will die as is not true. People grow and develop and personalities change vastly. Mm-hmm. So I think you were more extroverted when we met. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think when What first, like switched you over? I think when we first met, I, I still think that I did tend to recharge alone we first met however i definitely was loud kind of obnoxious but remember that being loud doesn't equal extra no i know but uh, but I, i'm saying in my regard like i was very loud i i, I always wanted to be with my friends 24 7 all I the think, time i think you were more of an ambivert because mm-hmm. you valued alone time but also you needed people to recharge you like people didn't drain you mm-hmm. i feel no yeah and and I could tell a difference between us because for me, <laughs> for me, you know, you text, you wanted to text me a lot, you know? Um, like, You always texted first. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about because I could literally bring up evidence right now of you always texting me first. What I'm saying is that you really liked our long calls because, That's true. you know, I was like, you know, and not that you didn't have friends. You had friends and I had friends. We both had an equal amount of friends. But it's like I was your best friend and you were my best friend. However, we both saw like each other in a different way when it came to how we expressed our relaxation. Like for her, when she like needed to relax, she was like, boom, I'm going to text him. I'm going to call him immediately. Yeah. For me, I was like, I need to just be separated from everybody. I need to just that's be separated true. from everybody right now and not talk to and anybody. And that's still true today of how we deal with conflict. Mm. When I have a problem, I really need to talk to him about it. And he would prefer to be alone and think about it. That I don't think that really, you know, affects our introversion. Mm. I just think it goes to show that there are so many different types of people within the introverted community. Mm-hmm. And as to how I feel like I, I, I became more of an introvert, I think for a long time I overdid the big personality thing at school or with others in public because I wanted to be cool and I felt you know if I'm excuse me if I'm big and cool and I have this big shining personality people will want to be friends with me people will enjoy me people will like the things I do because Mm -hmm. I'm doing it in a big way but I think when we met I was like hmm I I met you through a job where it was very, like, it was a very intimate setting. Not like in, you know, the intimate. No, I know what you mean. Like close. Yeah, it was very close. You know, it was a small place. Only like six or seven workers at the time. Yeah, it was a private business. Mm -hmm. Um, This was last year open. Mm -hmm. Knife to the heart. But, Mm -hmm. uh, and there would often be lots and lots of shifts with us together where, it would just be us alone for like two, three hours talking about whatever. So we became friends 
through just talking about things silently, talking about deep connections, deep things, deep thoughts. Um, we didn't talk about our faith as much at the beginning, yeah. but we definitely did talk about it, you know, but we really enjoyed, I remember one thing we, we did when we, when we, this is before we started dating, we would look up like philosophical questions online. Oh my gosh, we did just, that. And just talk to each other about it. And we could go on for hours and hours and hours. Like like in our early days, we used to have our like three hour long conversations, three hour long <laughs> FaceTimes, just of us talking about like two or three of those questions. Yeah. And I think through that, I realized I was like, man, I got a girl without having to be obnoxious. Like What? what? <laughs> oh, I guess you're saying it was like the cool thing to be oh, obnoxious yeah, because that's what girls like. Because yeah, in school... It was always the guys were flirt- who would be flirting with the girls would be like, oh, you're annoying, you're so stupid, and you're dumb. And like, you know. And that was the attractive that thing. That was like the supposedly. thing to do. How, and so I tried to do that, but the way I actually found a good connection with someone else was through, you know, waiting. Hmm. Being a bit more steady. Asking her the things she enjoyed rather than just telling her all these cool big things that I just wanted to do. Um and I think that also made me a bit more, a bit less selfish. Um, it humbled me a bit more too because it made me realize that, man, my music doesn't really matter that much. My the, my dancing doesn't matter that much. These things I'm doing on the side don't matter that much. It just kind of matters who I am to this person. Right. And so I didn't need all those big extra things. I just needed to be myself, which sounds corny, but it's true. And I think we overlook Aww. a lot of the time. So. That was, no, that was very well said. And in future episodes, we're going to get into, like, um, the types of people we were when we first met. Because even though it was only two years ago, um, our opinions were very different. And we were different people. Obviously, Seth was more extroverted. I was much more introverted than I am now. I mean, I'm still Mm -hmm. very much an introvert, but I was, like, closed off. Because you can be an introvert and be open. It's I was very closed off into myself. Um, She was confident. Okay. No boss. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and we're going to talk, like, in future episodes, we're going to get into all that stuff. We're going to talk about our testimonies, and I'm so excited for all of that. But today, we just wanted it to be more of, like, a get-to-know-us. So, we still love personality tests, even though, like... We still do. They're not... They do not... <laughs> let me make this clear. They do not define who you are, like, as an image-bearer of God. They do not, you know... They do not excuse your bad behavior, but they're so much fun just to analyze and see if they're actually accurate or whatever, whatever, and to see how you relate to others. So I still love looking at them. So we're going to look at some some classic ones and examine ourselves. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. So on the Myers-Briggs personality test, which is a popular one, I remember doing it with a friend in middle school and I became obsessed. You are a? I'm an INF. INFP, the mediator. So I'm going to click on your description. The diplomat. The person who wants constant improvement. No, it says mediator. The assertive mediator. (laughs) I have this. I assertively mediate things. You assertively mediate. I like that. Do you think that describes me well? Like Um, you looking out from an outside. Yeah, I think you're very good at seeing both sides of an issue and like coming to a middle ground. But you're still opinionated because there are some people who are like in the middle and they're like, both could be right. I don't really know. No one will ever know the answer. 
But like at some point you're going to be so open-minded that your brain falls out. No, yeah. You, you got to have, it says in the Bible, it says multiple times that, you know, like your answer is your answer, no is your no. That you have to have, you can't be, you know, you can't be, you have, you can't be pushed <laughs> one side to the other, you know. <laughs> can't you, know, you can't be lukewarm yeah and that's not to say that every issue is black and white because we strongly believe that there are so many gray areas in the world and we're going to talk about all those things mm-hmm. but the thing is you are still opinionated while remaining open-minded to all beliefs and i appreciate that yeah. about you and i personally believe that having an open mind is i wasn't always open-minded i was extremely closed-minded uh a few years ago and but i feel like w- with having a closed mind you find that you become a bit more egotistical and you yes. lose a bit of your humanity almost you begin to say to do things like you know i already know it's right so i'm, I'm good enough I, I already know what i need to do so you take less criticism you take less harsh commentary on how you should be better and you start to look at yourself as this thing that's so important when you know it says uh i think it's in galatians where it says um a person who believes they are something when they are not they deceive themselves or in the NLT version, a person who believes there's something when they're not, they need to check themselves again because they are not that Hey, important. hitting us with you the know? different versions. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's a verse that I really like live by because if you are a per- if you are a person who has an open mind, you can be okay with things such as like, man, I am not that great at this. Word. I should get better. If you got a closed mind, you're going to constantly be saying to yourself, I'm already perfect. If I'm not good at this, who cares? Hmm, you know, yeah. like I'm gonna read the part of the description for the INFP. Um, the real, dis- the, the full description is very long, so I'm just gonna highlight some parts of it. Hmm. Um, mediators can have profound emotional responses to music, art, nature, and the people around them. Hmm. Super true of you. You are a musician yourself. Um, you can find his stuff on Spotify. I'm not even lying. It's underscore Daniel. <laughs> But the thing is, when we first met, you you said that I was more inclined to nature. Do you feel like you've grown in in your nature loving? Um, I think I do enjoy nature, but I think you still beat me in that regard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a more feminine thing. But anyways, moving on. Idealistic and empathetic mediators long for deep, soulful relationships, and they feel called to help others. But because this personality type makes up such a small portion of the population, mediators may sometimes feel lonely or invisible, adrift in the world that doesn't seem to appreciate the traits that make them unique. Wow. All right. How uh, self-indulgent am I going to get That's with, heavy. <laughs> with that? That's a little, I think, see, in, in regard like that. It's a little dramatic. It is a bit dramatic because I don't, I don't constantly feel like the entire world is against me and I'm alone and I, I have I used nothing. to feel like that. And like, sneak peek, I'm an INFJ and INFJs feel like that a lot. I think with that, sometimes people can say it and say, man, I really am alone in this world and I need to, and I need to fight for myself. But no, there's still, you can still have other, there are still other people that can understand, that not necessarily understand, but yeah. can, come to your, can come to your aid, you know? Would you agree though that you do sometimes feel like, Lonely or invisible, like sometimes, not your entire existence, but you know. I definitely do believe that there are times where, especially when I was younger, I felt very secluded and isolated mm. from a lot of things in the world and a lot of people my age. Yeah. Um, right now, in particular, I feel a bit isolated from people my age because I I took a bit I took like a year off of school. But that's circumstantial. No, yeah. 
right? right at the moment right now i feel a bit like that way uh but i'm but i'm, I'm back in school now and I talk to people who are mm-hmm. under the age of 21 again. Your yeah. quote is, all that glitters, I'm sorry, all that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. J.R.R. Tolkien. That's Tolkien, good. Tolkien, yo. It says man. you have the gift of empathy, you speak your truth, and you are in search of a calling. Man, that's, that's, that's true. Literally that's every day, accurate. sometimes I'll be really like dramatic and be like, I need to impact something somehow today. <laughs> I, I need to be someone today. We're really similar that way because I also oftentimes feel like I need to make this huge change on the world. So I am an INFJ, which is the advocate. Mm. Um, my quote is, treat people as if they were what they ought to be mm. and you help them to become what they are capable of being. Mm. That's very great. I can't even pronounce this guy's name. I'm going to... Johan Wolfgang von Goeth. Yeah, nice. you guys can go on the 16personalities.com <laughs> if you want to look at that. Do you want to explain your personality and how it pertains to you? Well, yeah, I was going to read the description. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this, I'm so special. Okay, advocates may be the rarest personality type of all. Mm. Okay, but they certainly leave their mark on the world. Here's the thing. This is not me even being dramatic. It's just that ever since I was little, I've always felt like something was wrong with me or that I was very different from the people around me. And I know it sounds like really pick me and really dramatic, but like there were times when I I was involved in a lot of theater when I was younger and at rehearsals, I would like go off by myself and just cry for reasons that I didn't understand. I mean, later I was diagnosed with like, you know, chronic anxiety and depression and things like that. But, and I'm currently on medication, thank God. And I, I'm sure that had something to do with my feelings when I was young. But I, I, there was always something inside of me that was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why do mm. I feel this way? And I've talked to some INFJs online. I went through that phase of like trying to find my group and finding people on Reddit and stuff. And they all said that they felt the same. So I do think that it's like an intrinsic thing that some people, they say that INFJs are the most rare personality type. Do you feel so. that, how did that aid to your personal introversion and your personal like way of secluding yourself from other people or maybe well, recharging it's, by yourself? Well, I always needed to recharge alone, but the thing is that being alone made me feel really sad because I was mm. like, I'm alone all the time. Mm. I was just never good at reaching out and making friends. And I always felt like I needed to express myself somehow, some way, which is why I have mountains of journals at home, like journaling quite literally saved me um it was my outlet and my expression for everything that I felt I went through a lot of internal conflict growing Mm. up and I do think that that contributed to my introversion I think I will always be an introvert for that reason but I love it I think I've grown more confident in approaching people and I I I all the INFJs that I have met or talked with are such empathetic people and they want to hear about other people's lives. And so I try to replicate that. Um, And I love it. I have no complaints. So um, moving on, while they have lofty goals and ambitions, advocates shouldn't be mistaken for idle dreamers. People with this personality type care about integrity and they're rarely satisfied until they know, until they've done what they know to be right. That is very true. That is, that's, 
that's a mark. That, that's true. Yeah, I'm very like if I mess up at anything, I beat myself up. If I am starting a project but I haven't finished it, oh lord, I'm like <laughs> I'm wreaking havoc because I just I have, I'm very impatient, and I think that's actually listed as one of the weaknesses of an INFJ is we're very impatient to yes. our projects because we want to just impact the world yes. here and now. Um, it says that we seek purpose, we connect with others and ourselves, and we are on a person personal mission. Many advocates feel that their life has a unique purpose, a mission that they were put on this earth to fulfill. Yes. Very nice. If you guys want to take your Myers-Briggs test, go to 16personalities.com, and you can do that. It is a fairly long test, but I think the results are very interesting. This is not a sponsorship, although <laughs> hopefully we can have some sponsorships soon. Okay. Um, we have one more that we want to go over, which is, again, super like basic, classic. I feel like a lot of Christians are either obsessed with the Enneagram or they hate the Enneagram because it's sinful. I'm sinful. I'm neutral about it. I mean, I don't, it doesn't really, I was always more obsessed with Myers-Briggs, but um, the Enneagram is just the numbers. There's nine types. So for me, I am a four. I am an individualist. It says the sensitive withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. So I guess it's Ooh. like your positives and your negatives. Temperamental. I am. She is. <laughs> she very much is. Yeah, it's okay. I've come to terms with it now. You are a three, which I, is the achiever. Hey, that's offensive. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an eight at best. Ayo. <laughs> okay, that was funny. The success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. So again, okay, that, pluses and minuses. Yes, that extremely, yeah. I am very much constantly looking at myself in the mirror. I very much like, I, I, I don't like. Is it only physical or do you check yourself like mentally and emotionally? Physically I do, but I also try to make sure my best that I never leave my house without a smile. Like if I'm going somewhere at work, I try my best to not um, look sad or be sad to other people or tell others about my sadness. Um, I definitely have a problem with that. Like I, I'm not very, I'm not expressive enough with how I feel or the way I feel about things. So yeah, I definitely am very self-conscious at times. Not as much as I used to be. Like freshman, when I was a freshman, I, oof, I was extremely <laughs> self-conscious. Um, and that comes from some past trauma and stuff like that. But yeah, as a person, I am self-conscious, but I'm getting better. Hmm. Well said. Um, so we've kind of, I feel like hit everything in terms of like basic introversion, who we are, where we lean. What kind of things, Seth, are we going to talk about in the future on Introvert City? Who knows? No, I'm kidding. Nobody we know. Knows. We know. We know what we're going to talk about. Um, so for one, we're definitely going to keep talking about more things having to do with our own personal selves and our personal experiences. Self-growth. Self-growth. Uh, Self-improvement. Certain things having to do with our personal relationship with each other. Yeah. Um, our relationship with our friends and relationship with family. And especially our relationship with God. Yes. Big G-man. That's our that's our bestie. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, but we We're do gonna, definitely. We might dive into some theology. We do want to talk about our faith. Um, which, by the way, neither of us 
are obviously experts on the subject, it's it's going to be more of like a sharing of questions because I mm. think now, like we're both in college, now is the time to ask questions and asking questions and doubting does not mean that you've lost your faith. In fact, I think it means that your faith is going to be strengthened. Mm. So we're going to talk about some of that. We're going to talk about our own experiences and some more lighthearted content as well. We might have some guests on here that are part of our yep. family. Social commentary, uh, media, culture. We are going to talk about politics. A so little bit. I don't want to like... put away the pitchforks and fire for right now, but we are going to talk about politics. About I don't... Yeah. And the goal <laughs> is to never be divisive about it Yeah. because actually we... I'd say we both have a lot of opinions that are all across the political scale. Like neither of us fully submits to one side or the other. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yes. And by the way, back on uh, talking about our personalities and being self-conscious, I just fixed my uh, outfit up by looking in the mirror just right now. Oh my gosh. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> there's, there's a glass wall in the studio that we're filming this and he just looked at the glass wall to fix his jacket. It's okay. I do that too. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we definitely are, do want to talk about politics. In particular, things having to do with uh, Gen Z, since we are both Gen, Gen Z. <laughs> we do want to have, we do want to give a bit more perspective on not just Christians in general and not just introverts in general, but also on young people. Um, yes. Yeah. I feel like we only see two extremes of young people nowadays. We see the common wave of, um, more liberal leaning Gen Z of like, we need to rise up and push against all these norms. And we see a side of Gen Z that's like, no, let's bring back all the traditions. Like our parents had it right, whatever, whatever. And they're like, let's, let's go against the grain and be, be mm. rebellious by being conservative. And I just want to put it out there that we identify with neither group. No. Yeah. Is that fair to say? No. Yeah, definitely. I mean, cause you know, in the world we live in today, you got your Candace Owens and you got your uh, AOCs. So Good we want we want to have a. <laughs> we hope we can give a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a bit of a middle ground. Oh my gosh, how, our uh, goal is to be on Jubilee one day. Yo, that'd be dope. But um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but but we want to say that both of us are not extremists in our views. Yes, so we do like to give a bit more of a middle ground commentary on our political mm-hmm. and social, economical. Yes. And our DMs are always open. You can find us on Instagram at, what's our username again? You made it. I don't remember. At the, the underscore introvert underscore city. Yes. Or um, if you wanted to reach out to us personally, you can find me at um, Karina underscore B04. And for you, Seth? I am it's underscore D-A-N-E-Y-L. Yes. But we would prefer if you could reach out to us through our um, introvert city account please spread the word thank you guys so much for tuning in for this first episode we are so excited to begin this process any last words uh no everyone have a blessed week yeah thank you so much for tuning in see you next week guys bye-bye